Are you ready? Welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a channel where you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then you're in the right place. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Hello and welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a podcast where you have real entrepreneurs talking about real business problems, coming to you with solutions of our everyday business that we're actually running. And I'm here with my two business partners, Tanya and Cynthia. And today we're going to discuss about taking action. And, and you might not be taking quick enough action, or you might not be taking the right action. And this is a great topic because we always talk about if you want to scale a business, you have to create action. But the challenge that we have sometimes is that we try to take action and sometimes we are almost in like the hamster wheel where we're running, 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 doing things to keep to keep the wheel moving. But sometimes it's not the right movement. Sometimes it's not the right action. And that's why we don't scale. And I, I said this morning um, in another meeting that we had, making a million dollars is easy if you have the right action and the right people. What's hard isn't making a million dollars. What's hard is what action creates that million dollars. And a lot of times we either, you know, aren't doing the right action or we don't have the right people to actually accomplish what we need to do to get there. So true. It's so true. And, you know, I think one of the ways to, for us to really activate our purpose or activate action is to focus on the hustle, right? And the word hustle, it often comes with negativity, right? But, but to me, Hustle is simply the way that you choose to move in the world. It's a constant motion and momentum. It's the driving force that moves us forward, right? Despite of any obstacles, despite, despite of setbacks. So, you know, when we're really focusing on the momentum and moving forward, what happens is you start to see opportunity over obstacles and you find ways to jump over or skirt around these obstacles quicker. And you become less concerned with perfectionism and more focused on your movement, your hustle. And so when attempting to make a vision of reality or to really put um, action to the purpose um, this forward motion is just essential. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Tonya. And I, I really love what you said, Alexa, in the beginning, differentiating between taking action quickly versus taking the right action. And I'll talk about each one a little more, and then I'll tell you which one I prefer. So taking, I feel like taking the right action is more tricky, right? Because again, you know, in our meeting earlier today, we we're talking about how as entrepreneurs, sometimes we have all these big plans and big visions, but we are unable to break it down into the granular steps you need to take to see that vision come true. That's where it gets tricky. That's where you see people spending lots of money on the wrong endeavors, you know, without taking the right initial steps to get there, you know, say for instance, like an app or something like that. That's where you see people thinking about apps without thinking about building your personal brands first, you know, things like that. Taking the right action is where it gets more tricky and that's where you need the help. That's where you need a third party, an objective third party who can take a look at what your vision is and advise you on the granular steps you need to be taking to reach that vision. Now, taking action quickly, right? Alexa is the queen of taking action quickly. That said, I still prefer taking action quickly. And the reason why I prefer taking action quickly is that it's it's testing, it's experimentation, right? I learned very early on in life to embrace failure and to reframe how I see failure in my mind. And so failure is, to me, is not failure. It's just 
a stepping stone to success because you learn something. And one of my models that I use all the time is no losses, just lessons, right? So taking action quickly to me is still really important. And that whatever action it is you can take, take that action, learn from it, and then move forward. It's what we call in our company, Alexa, marketing by modification, right? We, we apply that philosophy to our work with clients. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you said something that I, I want to bring back up because I I absolutely loved it in talking about blind spots. And we all have blind spots. And I, I think you said it perfectly, right? We all have weaknesses and blind spots. It's a matter of understanding that sometimes our weaknesses stops us from doing the actions that we need, right? So if you're trying to hit a million dollars and you need to do certain actions, but you just don't have the skill set to do it, you're never going to hit a million dollars, right? But sometimes our ego and our confidence get in the way of us saying, okay, hey, I might not be good at sales or, hey, I might not be good at marketing or I might not understand social media or how to network or build relationships. And if we don't have those skill sets, you're never going to be able to actually create the action you need to get to the next level. So a part of us needs to almost check our own egos of what we are and aren't good at. And it's okay not to be good at everything. Don't feel you have to be good at every little thing because the reality is you're not going to be. And I know for me, I've worked my whole career to be better and better and better at things that I'm weak at, like sales, perfect example. Because at the end of the day, if I can't be good at sales, how do I grow my company? And part of why, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys the, the truth about marketing by modification. Part of the truth of why marketing by modification, which is the, the philosophy of, of building marketing in increments, so you don't, you don't do a campaign to perfection. You do a campaign to launch, you test, you change, you test, you change, you test, you change, and you keep using and leveraging data to allow you to see what is and isn't working. And the reason why I came up with this in my early 20s was because I wasn't confident. So I would always say to clients like, oh, I don't know if this campaign's going to work, but we're going to launch and we're going to test it. And to be honest, part of it was I wasn't confident in the campaign because I was so young. I was in my early 20s. But then once I started having some success, I stuck with the marketing by modification because it works and it really is how you should do marketing. So sometimes you can turn your weaknesses into strengths. And that's exactly what I did. And the first step to me is understanding that you have to create certain action to create success. And if you don't have the skill to do it, don't be afraid to acknowledge it. Don't be afraid to say, hey, I'm not good at this, that other people are. If you're somebody that says, I'm good at everything, I could do this, I could do that, I could do this then guess what? You're probably not good at any of it. One and two, you have massive insecurities and that's okay, but you have to acknowledge that because you're going to get in your own way to succeed, to get to the next level. So I, I call it being a purposeful hustler, right? Someone who focuses on the things that are with are within their power, right? And they say, okay, what action steps can I take today? And believe me, there's, there's always an action step or several action steps that we can take um, that are within our power, right? Purposeful hustlers do not wait for permission. They don't wait to learn it all or know it all or sit around for the perfect moment. They act and they do. It's far too easy in this world today to just come up with excuses not to act, right? You might be short on cash. You might be short on time. You might not know how to properly take the next steps, right? But once you banish those excuses and really focus on the activation and focus on the things that are within your power, that's when you're going to see great success and acceleration. Yeah, I love the 
I love the word hustle. I know you said it, it has like a negative connotation and there's like the whole hustle community. But to me, like it is about hustling. It's little small increments of doing things. And I actually like the word hustle and I like your purposeful hustle. So you're not just hustling to hustle, right? And that's what I was trying to say too. Like earlier, like people are doing the wrong action there. They, they might be hustling. They might be working hard, but they're not doing the right things. You know, the whole work hard, work smart, not harder thing. Now I'm not saying a four hour work week is realistic. It's not. But, you know, like yesterday, I needed to do something. My mom was in town. She wanted to go see my dad's grave. So you know what? I took a lot of the day off. And that's, to me, more important. Now, I was working throughout the day. And you guys saw I was literally on all day. But, you know, that was more important to me than sitting there and hustling and, and not being there with her. So for me, you know, hustling isn't just about working every single day. You've got to hustling to me is working smart and hustling when you have the time and the priority. Like I work eight to five. That's my, that's when I work. I work out in the middle of the day. I'm purposeful. And when I'm, when I do not work now, I have to get better at it, but I try, I at least set boundaries. So hustling doesn't mean working 80 hours a week, everybody, but it also doesn't mean working poor. So I think the purposeful hustle is is really a, a great, I absolutely love that, Tanya. I, I never knew that you had that statement, but I, I think being purposeful in how you hustle and what you're doing and how you're doing makes all the difference. And I think, you know, like that's just, again, it's, it's highlighting the importance of reframing. And Tanya has been able to take something that has a negative connotation and reframe it in a positive light. Purposeful hustling. I love that. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, where was that? Like the last three years working together. That's like genius. We can have a whole course on purposeful hustle. There's so many things in this brain. You don't even know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That brain of yours. It's just like amazing. It's we call it. So we call Tanya the idea queen because the things that she just comes up with out of that brain of hers. It's, it's because of getting hit over the head several times when I was younger. So it worked out in my favor. <laughs> yeah, that's why I forget everything. So soccer, I got hit in the head so many times, but I'll have like a, I probably have had so many billion dollar brand ideas in my head. And then I forget them a minute later. <laughs> um, so what can you do now? So I, I just want to, you know, end this segment with, all right, what's the next steps, all right? We've talked to you about hustle and action and how hard it is but you got to make sure you're doing the right things to make sure that you understand the actions that line up to creating a million dollar brand and that you have the skill set and if you don't have the skill set you either a got to learn the skill set or b find somebody else who has it and so what do you do like in my opinion the first step is you got to set goals and it's easy to say hey go set goals because the reality is we all say oh i set goals and what happens and i i use us as a perfect example we in the spring did amazing job setting goals as a team we met every week we set goals and our income skyrocketed like 40 50 percent over the summer it boomed but then what happened we got busy building mighty yum and all these other brands and the think billings event um, which i'm grateful that we did but what happened it took our eye off the goal because we weren't actually talking about it we were talking about other people's goals and we're talking about our own goals and those weekly meetings started to become bi-weekly then they started to become monthly and then they started to become inexistent and what happens we lost sight of our own goals so it's not just about setting goals but it's about also revisiting those goals every week every month every quarter hey where are we to our goal hey where are we to our goal and that is how you get to the next level and that's that's one of my weaknesses right now I could tell you that you know I 
I want to get to the next level with us and I want to, you know, set high goals and, but we get too busy in the day to day. And so that's why we recently just hired a COO and she's very good at this type of stuff of keeping us on task to not only create the goals, but accomplish the goals. And that's a perfect example. I'm, a, I'm not ashamed to say I'm not good at this and this is a weakness. And if we really want to hit our $15 million goal, and that's our, that's our goal for, for 2023, if we're going to hit that goal, then we need to put the right people in the right places and the right seats to get us there. And I'm not ashamed to say I'm not that person. And I can't do the action that is needed right now to get us to the next level. You know, goals are great, right? And a dream, it could be a springboard for action, right? But ultimately, you know, dreams, they're limited. They're limited to the motivation and the movement of the person that's dreaming, right? So for me, I, I love using visualization, right? It's like there's many celebrities and athletes and public figures that use visualization to picture their future success and guide them to the greatness, right? Like it's almost like vivid daydreaming. And I just love that. Like I get so detailed and start to picture what this future accomplishment is going to bring to me. How will I feel? Where will I be? What will I be wearing? You know, what, what is it that I, you know, in this accomplishment that I'm going to be holding or, you know, have, um, what am I going to give? You know, so these are things for me, I just love, um, actualizing the dream. Cause to me, um, that helps for me to really have the, the motivation and the movement to take the action. Yeah. It, you're right. It's not just about dreaming, right? It's, it's beyond dreaming. It's, it's creating the actions to get there. Dreaming is, is easy to do. It's really, what do we have to actually do to do it and actually doing the right things to get there? Absolutely. I agree. And then, you know, most importantly, it's not just about dreaming. It's about being aware of the steps, the granular steps you need to take to reach that goal. And I I emphasize this so much because not until I started taking apart my big dreams into granular steps, I didn't start making progress until I started to break it down into granular steps, right? So what am I going to do today to get me closer to that goal? What am I going to do in a week to get me closer to that dream? What am I going to do in the next two weeks to get me closer to that dream? What am I going to do in the next three months to get to that dream? And making sure that you're coming back and analyzing what steps you've taken how much closer they've taken you to your dream, what more you need to add and what, you know, what more you need to remove. Cause sometimes you think there's certain steps you have to take, but maybe there's a shorter way, right? Like Alexa mentioned, it's walk, working smarter, not harder. So being aware of that and always reviewing again, like Alexa said, right? Like those meetings we used to have with for us to review our goals and the plans we've set for our company. But So being aware of that and knowing that you have to review, you have to analyze and you have to take the data of your life and use that to build the life you want in the future. So I love that the micro goals. I love micro goal setting. And I think that's so important in breaking it down. Your your dream sometimes can be so big and becomes overwhelming. And when you break it down into little chunks, it becomes way more digestible. I absolutely agree, Cynthia, and love that. Well, everybody listening, I am sure that you love this episode. And if that's true, then please, please, please give us a five-star review on whatever you're listening, whether that's Apple or Spotify, whatever it is. So go ahead, give us a review and share this with whomever else you think would like this episode. We come to you every single week with real issues that we're dealing with in our business. And when we're scaling businesses every single day, and we come to you sharing exactly what we are doing to scale those, but also the challenges that we have, because that's how you learn. You learn from our mistakes 
And that's why we put this podcast together. So thank you for listening. If you want more podcasts, you can go to thinkmillions.com and you can get all of our episodes. If you're interested in coaching, you can go to thinkmillions.com and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Tanya. Thanks, Cynthia. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Think Millions Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.